Hey, Cones. Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope everybody's enjoying their Christmas and their holidays so far. Uh, hey, listen, it's not too late. Well, yeah, actually, it is too late to, to get to purchase a uh, cruise for Christmas gift. But hey, listen, I know you got to take care of the family first, but you can be belated guy to your friends, to your coworkers. You know, who anybody out there been belated guy showed up late with the gift. You could still do that. You could actually make up for it for being belated guy with a really nice couple of day cruise, three, four day cruise to the Bahamas, Florida, Bahamas. I mean, there's some sick deals out there and, you know, you can get a cruise for two. Get it all done and wrapped up and sent over for under 500 bucks, all in. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com for details on that. Let's get into the episode right here. Come on. Call on your angels. Come down to the city. Crowd around the big tree All you strangers who know me Bring your compassion Your understanding Lord, how we need it On this New York City Christmas Here I'm sending you Or at least within your house, right, ladies and gentlemen? Merry Christmas, like we said before. Hey, guys, this is not going to be a extra long show. It's just a quick little check. And I know you owe you, I owe you guys an episode, so I want to kind of reach out to you guys. And uh, what we're going to do here is do some cruise news, and we're going to talk about what is in store for Always Be Booked in 2019. I don't want you guys to hold me to this because there really is no excuse as we as we, where we sit right now there's no excuse you never know what the hell's going to happen <laughs> it's been a wacky 2018 how was your 2018 let me know tommy at alwaysbebooked.com but i uh, here's uh raising a glass to everybody hoping for an incredible prosperous uh peaceful 2019 <laughs> And, uh, you know, the song I just played, obviously, you know, it's been a while since I've been away from New York on Christmas and definitely, definitely feeling it a little bit. But, you know, that feeling is completely, completely, uh, what would you say, neutralized by the fact that, man, there's some friends who are, I'm not even going to call them friends down here. They're like family. And we've had a great day yesterday for Christmas Eve. And, uh, you know, the the main takeaway, you know, it's, you know, it freaks me out. The amount of uh, chatter you hear nowadays about just families going to war with each other on Christmas because of, you know, whatever, many things. But obviously the elephant in the room is the political situation. And, you know, this just it's just a very divided, a very, um, you know, just just d- divisive, divisive situation out there. And it's causing people to just, you know, actual, this is this is the first time I can ever really feel like, and I'm sure it's, it's not, but uh, to a scale, to a degree that it's existing today where people's, like, loved ones, relationships with each other are 
becoming affected. And I just, I don't know, why Why do you think that is? I just feel like, I don't know, it's you feel like your your political beliefs, they say you don't discuss religion or politics. Um, you know, your political beliefs is something that you, that kind of define you as a person. So, like, you're just seeing these discussions happening and, you know, all the all these things can can happen. All these things can escalate into a situation where you are just not seeing eye to eye, and you're looking at somebody saying, "You know what? I don't like you anymore because you feel this way. You're a bad person if you feel this way." It's a difference of opinion, ladies and gentlemen. It really, really is. And I know the 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 argument on the right is, "I don't care." The left is getting crazy right now. Uh, the argument on the left is, yeah, you're damn right I'm getting crazy because I should get crazy because if you don't see these basic, you know, human rights things, then you know what? You're not the person I thought you were. But it's like, take take a, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you parent? You know what I mean? How do you parent? You know, some one parent can say it's okay for a eight-year-old to stay out an hour past dark. Another parent can think that, you know what, if I let my eight-year-old stay out for an hour after dark... That is negligence is apparent, that is apathetic, and it's awful, and I'm a bad person if I do that, so I won't do it. So then they start judging the other person. And then what happens from there? A small rule is broken. Then the kid comes home late. One person, one parent thinks it's okay to hit the kid. The other parent thinks that any corporal punishment is absolutely reprehensible. And then there's a penalty for that. Okay, what's the penalty for hitting your kid? Should you allow it? You can't allow it. Okay, so what's the penalty? Penalty is jail. Okay, that's where the argument happens, I think. We all have differences of opinion about whether it's borders or whether it's whatever. And then the real, I guess, um, friction starts to kind of evolve when you talk about what you do about it. Most people, some people don't anymore, but most people think, okay, you're, you're, you're a country, you have borders. Okay, what happens when you go over the borders? Okay, how do you control it? The way certain people control it, their argument is, well, what do we do? Because we have to control it. There's no other way to control it. And then the other argument against that is, how can you do that? And it's like, well, we have to do that because otherwise they won't listen. So then that's where the argument seems to kind of steamroll out of control. I'm spouting off about problems that I'm not going to save, but that's the whole point. Uh, the point is, is that you have your loved ones, your friends, and your family. If you can have a conversation and agree to disagree, then by all means, I think that's the best thing you can do. That's the most productive thing. But if you can't, like some members of my family, you just can't discuss it, then just don't discuss it. Don't bring it up. You know, all these pol politicians are in a room with each other. The ones that seem like they're at war and at each other's throats. At the end of the day, they're going to be in a room sipping champagne in whatever confines me and you are never going to be allowed into. So they're all just kind of sitting back and laughing at us in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's exceptions to it. Am I being overly simplistic about it? Probably a little bit. But at the same time, I'm really not. Um, don't let this stuff get in the way of your friends and family, all this stuff, whatever's going on in the world, you know, you, you have a certain amount of time on this earth and, you know, it, make it your decision, make it your business to enjoy it, to be happy 
and do not screw up your relationships with one another. I get a lot of heat for saying that sometimes because it's too simplistic of a point of view. It's not that easy, uh, you know, but I don't care. I'm sticking by it. Do not, you know, people have different walks of life. They come from different places that causes their ideology to be different than yours. And there's a foundation built within them and there's a foundation built within every single person that makes it different than yours. It doesn't mean one is right. It doesn't mean one is wrong. Maybe it does sometimes, but a lot of times it's just different. And that does not mean because they believe that certain way that you can, that that you should just, okay, you know what? I'm cutting ties. Even family members, you know what I mean? Influences after you leave the house, whether you go to this college or that college, you move to this neighborhood. Everything we walk through life about is like, it's, it's, it, it changes us. It's, you know, that that's, goes to that statement there where it says you can never go home. And that means basically you can never really go home because everywhere you go after you leave home changes you in some way and it changes the person that you are. So you, when you do come home, you're not looking at your town. You're looking at everything from a different point of view. Uh, whether you believe that or not, I don't know. All I'm saying is that if, if I can, you know, preach for a second... I would just say just don't screw up your relationships over these people who don't care about you, over these things that really don't matter. How many times do you see something in the news? It looks like this big political uh, development. We're on the brink of war. Believe it, man. You believe these times nowadays, whatever. Three weeks later, you don't even remember what happened in that whole news cycle. It's good. It comes and goes before you even have a chance to react to it. You know what I mean? When the bombs start hitting... <laughs> You know what I mean? When the asteroids on the way, with all the then let's worry. You know what I'm saying? Like, what it would actually then let's worry. Other than that, and yeah, it's nice to be politically involved and it's nice to be educated and things like that. But I would even say to that, I was for a while. I was kind of paying attention and saying my little piece here and there. And then someone would argue, and then we'd have a back and forth. And I'm like, you know how many things I could be doing with. One of the several thousand days I have left on this planet, other than staring at a screen and arguing with someone whose opinion I don't even care about, man, you know what? That's that's all I'm saying for 2019. Anyway, sorry. Uh, moving on. Had a great Christmas Eve yesterday, man. We really, really enjoyed it. Uh, got it together with about, I don't know, it was about 12 to 15 of us. And, you know, um, I went to church and uh, shout out to my friend Joel. Um She's not a listener per se, but me, uh, Kay, and a few people, we all just kind of rolled down to um, the Christ Fellowship in, uh, in in northern West Palm Beach, Florida. And, man, I'm not, I'm not going to say, man, I, as far as religion goes, we're going from politics to religion, but I'm not necessarily, I haven't been the best at going to church and stuff like that, so I'm not going to, like, be one of those guys that shows up on Christmas and fakes it. But I did go to this service based on, uh, you know, a lot of our friends going and, you know, my friend Joel wanting me to go and experience this and see it. So I did. I, I went in that with that point of view of kind of checking it out as a, as a outsider. Because, yeah, I'm Catholic, but at the same time, I'm not practicing and uh, I have no business saying that I do or being Mr. You know, Fairweather fan on Christmas. But I did want to go to experience it, to see it, and to feel it. Here's what I'll say, man. This was an arena. This was more like a theater church. It's one of those churches you see on TV to where there is a uh, several thousands and thousands of dollar production going on. 
and uh, some there was comedy mixed in. There was video. There was interactive stuff happening. There was laser light shows. It was, I mean, it was impressive. There was about two thousand people there. So I'm comparing it to what I grew up with, where it's like you know that church with the really tall, you know, cathedral ceiling and the stained glass windows, and everybody's wearing a robe. And uh, it's all quiet, and you have to be disciplined. You kneel, you stand, you sit, you repeat, you talk. You, you Maybe there's a song every once in a while, communion, go, have a good day, open the presents. No, this was this church was, as the kids would say, lit. Uh, there was a party going on. You, you, you're, throwing, you're, you're waving candles. You're kind of rocking out a little bit at this church. After, there was an after party. There was a snowball fight. There was hot cocoa cookies. There's a... Starbucks in the lobby of this uh, church and you know the only thing that made me think of it as a church is that they said this is a church it, it was it, it was like a theater and it was it was really really cool because you know again the whole faith thing aside you know we're still seeing where we're going to end up with that or where we're going to go with that but um this this was crazy because I'm just thinking as I'm walking out of there that was high level talent high level production value high level costumes set design uh you know special effects i'm like geez this i mean if you just went here for the <laughs> entertainment alone if you just showed up for this in new york city this would cost you 75 bucks for a seat it was just uh it was really really impressive but then after that you know we went outside for a little while there was a it was just it was just weird, you know what I mean? Just not having been away from New York for a while, there was no chill in the air, and it was just a bunch of people outside, but still drinking hot cocoa. And uh, they were doing a manufactured snow snowball fight. There was a DJ playing high energy Christmas music, and it was it was cool. I really really enjoyed it. To be honest with you, I had a great day, and uh, you know everybody was in a good mood. I just couldn't help. Everything goes back to cruising, right? I'm thinking like. This is how people need to behave on a cruise because it's like, you know, the there was a lot of people there. There's like 2,000 people there and the parking lot is jammed. And if you don't manage your emotions, you're going to have a little, there's going to be altercations in the parking lot because everybody's going for these parking spots and, you know. This one's trying to cut that one off to try to get into this spot. And people, the communication isn't the best there. So it's kind of wacky. It can, it can get kind of wacky. And um, that's what I was kind of noticing. I'm like, yeah, but everybody's like, you know, you got to check your behavior because you're, you know, it's Christmas and you're at a church. You're not going to get into a fight. <laughs> you're not going to get into a, a road rage incident in the parking lot of a church on Christmas because that's out of, it's, you know. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like, we should take that same kind of approach when we get upset when we're on a cruise ship same thing you can't get mad on a cruise international laws uh sketchy security you don't know how it's going to end so you know what if you feel yourself going to get into a fight just think you know or a problem or an altercation or anything you know what i'm on a cruise let me pretend it's church on christmas and let me take a step back and uh, adjust you know the other <laughs> The other 358 days a year, whatever, the, you know, you're not on cruising, you're not cruising for, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? You have laws, you have the police to protect you. Uh, if you're out in a bar, there's bouncers, you know, that's going to keep things in line. Police, the authorities will show up. You'll, if you do do something stupid, you'll get due process. <laughs> There'll be witnesses. Uh, when you're on the cruise, just 
you know, chill out, relax, do the right thing. Um, I wanted to, uh, so yeah, that was a great day. Then we went back to Joelle's and we had dinner, all of us. It was a delicious dinner. She's got a beautiful, I mean, it's just an ironic thing, not being in New York City and just seeing palm trees and there's a pool and we're not, it's not warm enough to swim, but you know, it is just like we're outside, we're having appetizers, you know, it's just a mild, mild Christmas, there's, there's Christmas music in the background, and palm trees and pools and paradise, you know, right there, so that's kind of cool, a cool thing, but at the same time, a bittersweet thing, because yeah, I'm not gonna lie, you know, people are asking me, did you miss New York? Of course, I'm not gonna lie to you, of course, I'm very, very happy where I am, but of course, you miss home, you miss New York, there is nothing like a New York Christmas, I was one of those cheesy guys that... Every year, since you're a kid, I mean, you go back to being a little bit of a kid during Christmas, no? I think you should. There was always those, uh, if you're like me, you, you, you know, when, when you know, early December started to hit, you knew. You heard when that first Christmas song came on, or even after Thanksgiving. It seems to get earlier and earlier every year. Right after Thanksgiving, you get, uh, you know, that first Christmas song hits. You start seeing the decorations around Radio City, uh, you know, up and down Fifth Avenue, the stores are getting all kind of christmas out you start seeing the trains you start seeing the commercials and you know for the christmas spectacular for the rockettes and you know the malls are a little more crowded and uh there's a there's a nice little mix of uh people being festive slash more angry because of all the population you know new yorkers know that mix <laughs> merry christmas merry christmas stay the f out of my way also so it's it's always a great day Today's Christmas, so Merry Christmas, like I said. Today's going to be relaxed. You know, me and Kay are going to grab some dinner. We're going to have our buddy Joe come over, our other buddy Joe. And uh, maybe Beatrix might stop by. Shout out to Beatrix. She might be on the road to Miami today. She's uh, got some uh, stuff to take care of, some errands to run. Uh, hoping, hoping she gets a chance to stop by as well. But, yeah, it's going to be a little low-key today. But yesterday was an amazing day. And that's about it. Here we are on the way towards New Year's Eve. I want to give a big shout-out to everyone who is at sea right now for Christmas. Um, let's give a shout-out to Emma because Emma's, Emma's pretty much um, Emma Cruises. You know, check her out on Facebook and her uh, YouTube as well. She's always the uh, Christmassy cruiser. I don't think she's at sea this year, but she's done a few Christmas cruises, and she's always kind of spoke very, very highly of the whole Christmas uh, at sea, Christmas cruising experience. So, you know, when you think cruising and Christmas, you always think of people like her. And I want to give a shout out to Jen Naderfield, who is actually, man, you want to talk about envy. I'm jealous of the people, my friends, family who are in New York right now. I might be a little more jealous of Jen, who at the time of this recording is standing at Paradise Point in St. Thomas. In the U.S. Virgin Islands. So, man, good for Jen. Uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your cruise. Have a great time. Um, and, yeah, you know, we'll try not to hate you too much back here on uh, on land. Uh, big shout-out to Angie. Angie, regular listener and Facebook contributor. Facebook uh, uh, Cruisers Ultra Lounge contributor. Uh, who She shouted out Doug Parker of cruise radio and i definitely want you guys to check that out it is uh on the cruise radio podcast feed and every year he uh dusts off the old poem it's called the night before the cruise i believe it is and it's uh narrated by the i'm your announcer guy and uh, 
it's a cool little it's a decent it's got some length to it it's got it's a it's a it's a pretty long poem and, and it's a nice little uh it's a nice little thing if you like cruising and you're you're in the christmas spirit go listen to cruiseradio.net and listen to a night before the cruise and it's a nice little poem very very enjoyable to listen to um so like I said, all we're going to talk about today is a little bit of cruise news, and then we're going to get into some of the plans that I have for 2019 and where we're going to go and why we should all be excited to be a part of the Always Be Booked Cruise family. So, all right, let's get into it. Here we go. Cruise news. All right, so we got to give a shout out to Royal Caribbean this week for saving the lives of a couple of Costa Rican fishermen who were stranded in the Caribbean for 20 days, not three days, not eight days, 20 freaking days. I mean, I'm only laughing because they're safe, but uh, otherwise it wouldn't have been funny. This was reported by Royal Caribbean's chief meteorologist, James Van Fleet. Do you guys remember when they actually announced that they were even bringing on a chief meteorologist? That was like big news somewhere around a year ago. And now here he is front and center. Uh, making the announcement that they were driving far away from their nets and gear. Um, you know, they weren't actually driving. I think they, you know, I think the, the real story is that they fell asleep and they were drifting. Uh, they had originally left from Port uh, Porto Limon, which you guys might know is a very popular. And when I say popular, I mean often stopped at port when you're on your way towards the Panama Canal. So. You're at sea, you're drifting, you pass out, and then you wake up, and they didn't realize how far they had drifted, and then they proceeded to run out of gas trying to get back, so that's no good. Um, you don't want to be stranded at sea. I cannot imagine being stranded. You're basically not seeing anything around you. I could tell you the story quick about when I was at sea, and I wasn't even at sea. Use that term very, very loosely. We're in Montauk, and... Um, this girl i was with this girl um who i was kind of hanging out with at the time and actually my other friend who was tanya and the three of us we all worked together and we headed out to montauk and interestingly enough this was the weekend before my first ever cruise so i had never been on a cruise at the time of this tanya's like you guys go screw you none of you idiots she's (laughs) it's probably like a like a white people thing she was tanya's um tanya's puerto rican and uh me and the me and the young lady i went out to the seat to see with were were white and she's like you you white people think you could do anything you never fished you never drove a boat nothing so i'm like yeah you're damn right we're gonna rent a boat we're gonna get some fishing equipment and i'll be damned if we don't go fishing off the coast of montauk I've never, I don't have an, i'm not experienced uh nautical yachtsman or whatever you call it so we rent the boat and she's like, I will be at this restaurant on this pier near these jetties watching you and waving you go out to sea and wishing you luck. But I am not getting in that damn boat with you white people. So uh, hindsight, she ended up being uh, it ended up being a good decision. So this little dinghy rowboat or whatever, this rowboat, actually, it's like a rowboat with an outboard engine and gives me a quick little course on how to. They, of course, he's going to rent it to me and wants the money. And how much can you screw up? You're going into the, you know, whatever, the Long Island Sound a little bit. So we go out there and we start fishing. And I caught a fish. I was pumped. I caught a fish. And, you know, she wasn't the best fisherman companion. And she just kept getting her her line tangled. So I ended up having to keep switching poles with her because she would un- she would tangle up a line. And I would have to, 
give her mine and then I'd have to take hers, untangle it, use hers. And by the time I seemed like by the time I ever got it untangled, she would tangle hers again and we'd have to switch again. And that was pretty much my day. So the sun started to go down a little bit and the surf, the wind, the waves started to pick up a little bit as well. And we're drifting a little bit, and uh, the lighthouse, the Montauk Lighthouse, uh, out a little past the Hamptons, it's known as the end of the very end of Long Island. And uh, we're noticing it getting smaller and smaller, but we're concentrating on what we're doing out there. We're fishing, we're trying to have some fun, enjoy the, uh, you know, the summer, you know, the, some a couple of the last summer days on Long Island. So we realized now the waves are starting to kind of hit the bow of the boat. And, you know, we're starting to get a little wet and it's starting to get a little rough out there. No big deal, right? Okay, let's just fire up the engine and head back in. Well, the sun's going down. The waves are getting bigger. The lighthouse is getting smaller. And <laughs> I go to start the boat. No go. She doesn't go. She, I can't start this engine. And she looks at me. She's like, all right, let's not panic. Let's not panic yet. So then we're out there and there's no service. Oh, geez. So we're like, this is might be uh, <laughs> this might be newsworthy. So we're out there and waves are hitting the boat. We're starting to panic a little bit. We're staying calm when it was never ever a freak out moment. But now the waves are starting to get even bigger. Uh, we're starting to get tossed around a little bit. I'm actually starting to get a little concerned. Finally, whatever, we hit a spot where there was service and we were able to call the boat rental place. And the guy's like, all right, where are you? I'm like, well, how do I know where we are? <laughs> I can't tell you where we are. We're just out. I could see the lighthouse. I could see land. I would say we drove for about, I don't know, three or four more, three or four miles offshore maybe. I can't really tell 100%. Maybe it wasn't that much. Maybe I'm exaggerating that. I don't really know. Whatever. We were lost. We were stuck. It was getting dark, windy, and the current was picking up. Uh, so the guy's like, all right, we'll be out for you in a second. And uh, sure enough, it took a little while, but within 45 minutes that we got, this is embarrassing. We got rescued by what looked to be a 14 year old <laughs> on a little motor dinghy. So he comes out and we're like, <laughs> we're like, we're like, uh, we have the demeanor of two Costa Rican fishermen who got stranded out of Port Limon. And uh, really, he, this 15-year-old kid just finds us, and he's like, what's the matter, guys? Like, we can't start the engine. He just had to hit the primer a couple of times, or he did something stupid, that just something that I probably just didn't pay attention to in the instructions. And uh, within two seconds of this child being out there on his little dinghy, our boat was back up and running, and we were able to, <laughs> we were able to speed back in for safety. Um but that was uh, that was pretty funny. So <clears throat> there's uh, getting back to the guys out now out at sea who uh, lives were really in danger. Uh, there's a little bit of mystery on how they survived without water. So that's 20 days. They they were fishing for food, and it says they fished for food, <clears throat> or it says they tried to fish for food. It didn't doesn't say they actually caught any fish. But I guess you can survive for a longer time without food than you can for water. But they didn't, you know. Mr. Van Fleet didn't respond to the question. I don't know. Maybe P? Did they have P? Does that work? So here's the other and <clears throat> perhaps most interesting part of the story. Royal Caribbean's Empress of the Seas was scheduled to go to Cuba, but because of weather, she had to be redirected to a Jamaica Western Caribbean itinerary. And if that hadn't happened, these lucky, blessed fishermen would never have been noticed. Um, Upon being rescued, one of the fishermen apparently couldn't even walk. 
but he was later treated for his injuries and seemed to be walking on his own and on his way to a full recovery. Now, in a final statement, uh, Van Fleet tied the whole thing up by saying, sometimes a little luck is all you need for a miracle. <laughs> Excuse me? I don't, I don't know. Who's writing these statements? Is it Michael Scott from The Office? <laughs> sometimes all you need is a little luck. For a miracle, those are things that kind of like, kind of like, almost mean the same thing. Like that's almost like saying, sometimes all you need is a little rain for some precipitation. <laughs> I mean, really? Right. Now listen. Sometimes when you go to the pet shop for a cat, you end up coming home with a feline. <laughs> anyway, in all seriousness, seriousness, what a great story! Amazing job by Royal Caribbean and the two fishermen, um, guys, fishermen. Out of Costa Rica, love you guys, but we got to maybe think about possibly lightening up on the cervezas. No? Come on. Look alive out there, right? All right. Not to get all CNBC on you guys, but I figured since Carnival Corporation announced its end-of-the-year earnings, we could dive into some business news, and that is a snorkeling pun not intentional. Uh, so for the full year of 2018, Carnival pulled in a total of $3.2 billion in total income. And that is up from 2.6 from last year. Now, what's interesting is that they uh, also give adjusted figures, and that's going to account for some unrealized unrealized gains or losses. Those figures could be income that may have been recorded in 2018, but should have been allocated to 2017. And uh, so those adjusted numbers are $3.0 billion for 2018 and $2.8 billion for 2017. Uh, I'm not actually sure if um, that might that, – that's a wash. You know what I mean? Those numbers are a wash. So that might just be simply the same thing from one year to the other. But either way, it seems like $0.2 billion was adjusted from 2018 and later applied to 2017 when they did all their numbers. Um, if you want to talk top line – as in what Carnival Corporation actually took in in revenue, that number is $18.9 billion, and uh, that is uh, up from $17.5 billion in 2017. Now, keep in mind, this is Carnival Corporation, so that includes all the brands that fall under that parent company, which include Cunard, uh, Costa, Princess, uh, ADI, AI. E-I-E-I-O, whatever cruise line that is, and P&O, and a few others. So we had a statement from uh, Chief Executive Officer Arnold Donald. Is that right? Are you serious? The guy's name is Arnold Donald. <laughs> that is poor parental planning. Isn't that like <laughs> Arnold Donald? Hello? Donald. Arnold Donald. Isn't that like naming your kid Brandon Brandon? Or Christine Justine? Jeez, listen to me. I'm sitting here cracking on a guy's name whose yearly salary is probably quintuple mine. Probably more than that. I just don't know the upple or the duple or the ipple that uh, is associated with how much more money this guy actually does make than me. Um, Jeez, guys, I really can't figure out why these cruise lines won't invite me to more events. All right, we have a statement from Arnold Donald. Uh, We delivered strong fourth quarter earnings and... uh, Record-adjusted fourth-quarter earnings to top off a record-breaking year. In 2018, we grew net cruise revenue uh, over 5%, achieving the highest revenue yields in our company's history. And 
producing double-digit adjusted earnings growth despite a significant drag from fuel and currency. That was the case. You did hear about that a lot. The um, fuel uh, charges did go up at the uh, sort of the end of last year. And it was a big kind of like it was up in the air whether or not a lot of the cruise lines were going to adjust their pricing for it. And that's pricing that's adjusted even after you paid for your cruise because apparently it's in that cruise contract. I hate when people say, did you read your cruise contract? Guys, who's re- Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Please let me know. I'm not trying to, you know. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not trying to take the piss at you. But if if you're reading that cruise contract, please let me know. Is there stipulations? Are you showing it to your lawyer? Listen, Article 14, Section B, says that uh, they could adjust fuel costs. You know what, honey? Get on the phone. Cancel this thing. We're gonna we're gonna negotiate. You know, let's renegotiate the terms of our cruise contract. You know, who's really reading the cruise contract? And making their decision on whether they go. Because everybody says you're supposed to. Every time somebody complains, some poor schmuck get happens. Something happens to him. And he's like, you know, this happened to me. And I'm sorry. And the, in these cruise groups, it's amazing the lack of sympathy that hits. You know what? I got stranded in this island. Or you're a peer runner. I hate you. I hate peer runners. People are stupid. I hope they die. I hope peer. What are you mad about, man? Like something else happens on a cruise and like. You know, an unfortunate situation and somebody was, you know, God forbid, ignorant to something. Should have read your cruise contract. You didn't read your cruise contract? How do you not read your cruise contract? I want to know the people out there who are really reading their cruise contract. No offense. I'm not knocking you. If you do good, if you if you do your due diligence and read that contract, I kudos to you. But I want to know if people really do. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Speaking of Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, one of the reasons this is going to be a short... I'm, I'm only kidding around with you guys, but one of the reasons this is going to be a short podcast is because the emails haven't come in. You guys saw that Charlie Brown meme on the uh, on the Always Be Both Cruises Lounge on Facebook. By the way, check out the Always Be Both Cruises Lounge on Facebook. It's a it's a group on Facebook that is private, but if you request to join, I'm going to let you in as long as you keep in mind your p's and q's in there. Behave yourself. Uh, but having said that. Uh, the reason this is going to be a little short is because we're a little light in the emails and uh, we don't have enough emails to really do a full show on. So I'm going to bank a couple of them, but I'm going to ask you call to arms. Always be both community. Please send me some emails. Let me know what your questions are, what your concerns are, some corrections. You want to make fun of me, make fun of the show, you know, complain. We don't mind the complaint. You want to do a little hating. We'll read it. Why not do it? All right. Tommy at always be book.com. All right. So more importantly, and this is still Arnold Donald speaking. More importantly, we achieved a double-digit return on invested capital in line with the target we established five years ago. I thank our 120,000 team members around the globe who encountered multiple headwinds and still delivered for our shareholders a more than doubling of return on invested capital in just five years, as well as our valued travel agent partners whose strong support enabled these record results. So, yeah, man, things are looking good for Carnival. And how do things look in 2019? So far, even better. Arnold Donald went on to say, could you imagine if uh, his middle name was Ronald? (laughs) That would be a dream. I mean, why not? If you're going to name your kid Arnold Donald, you might as well give him the middle name of Ronald, Arnold Ronald Donald. How you doing? Answering the phone. He's got to work for a call center, right? Guy like that. 
Good afternoon, Arnold Ronald Donald. Or it sounds like a law law firm. Arnold Ronald Donald and son, and, and and Sons Ltd. Ask ask ESQ. How does that work? Uh, <laughs> I know I'm going to get a knock at the door any minute. It's going to be Doctor Seuss holding a chainsaw and Guy Fieri behind him with a shovel and some duct tape. <laughs> He's going to say, Doctor Guy Fieri is going to be like, Hey, Tommy, we told you, don't ever take sides against the Carnival family again. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Carnival bookings for 2019 um, are uh, ahead of what the bookings look like at this time in 2000. Let me let me repeat this: bookings for 2019 are ahead of where bookings were for 2018 when it was this time in 2017. So uh, things are looking good, and you know what that means. You know, it's good for cruising. It's good for the business in general. It's good that they're making money. Uh, the only bad thing is, is that, yeah, if you're looking for those deep, deep discounts, things like that kind of affect that. Um, yeah, hopefully if you, uh, <laughs> if you didn't get any of that, just, just 30, just, just go back and listen to it again. All right. This is kind of big carnival. I got to give some credit to them. Now, you know, I usually give them a hard time for their habit of possibly maybe being more concerned with upgrading ships from the 90s instead of keeping up and building new ships. But uh, here we are. They have new, uh, with two new ships in the past two years, we're talking about the uh, Vista and the Horizon, another Vista-class ship on the way, also refurbishing and renaming two of the more older ships, and with a mega ship class ready to debut in 2020, Carnival must be listening to the show, guys. I'm kidding, obviously, but seriously, uh, on the Carnival Mardi Gras, now Carnival recently revealed the name in grandiose fashion by having it uh, having it be the answer to a puzzle uh, to on the hit game show Wheel of Fortune. So that's how they announced it. Somebody was on the Wheel of Fortune, and you know, maybe the I didn't see it. So whatever it was, it was revealed by they. You know, Vanna White turned the letters and. That's how we uh, figured out that the carnival, the newest ship, was going to be named Mardi Gras. And, yeah, you guys know I weighed in on my feelings about the controversial uh, choice to rename the ship after its first ever ship. Um, Like I said, see, this is the story. So Carnival Mardi Gras was the first ever carnival ship. Then they just come up with different names for different ships over the years. Now they're doing a completely mega ship. And this is like almost like a reboot for Carnival because they never really got into the mega ship game. They've, you know, kind of like teetered around the cusp with the Vista and with the Horizon and, you know, things like that. But they never really kind of went full on mega ship until now. Now they're still not on the Oasis level, but they are going in heavy with, uh, you know what? This is the XL class, I believe it is right now, and they're naming the first ship the Carnival Mardi Gras, which is the same exact name as their first ever ship. Okay, so here's where it gets. You look at these cruise groups, and people get mad. I don't get it. So I weighed in my opinion. I said I don't agree with it from a business standpoint. First of all, I don't want you to ever have to make a distinction between the two ships. Yes, I know you can look at one versus the other and realizes plus they're thirty years away that this is not the same ship. But if you ever, let's just say, the the regular guy is writing down, I've been on the Splendor, I've been on the Miracle, I've been on the Vista, I've been on the Fantasy, and I've been on the Mardi Gras. <clears throat> okay, which Mardi Gras? Now you got to say, 
You know, I was I, not. You can't just say the name of the ship anymore. You have to say I was on the first Mardi Gras, the original Mardi Gras. I was on the say I was on the brand new mega ship Mardi Gras. So uh, my opinion is that you know what. And aside from that, I just think that that's your first ever ship. I would say I would want there to be only one Mardi Gras because that is your flagship and that is the first ever ship. I would want that to retain its place in history. Now, guess what? When I say that, some people disagree with me. And in my group, in the Always Be Both Cruises Lounge on Facebook, which you can join just by requesting to, um, people did not get up in arms. We had a few like debates that you know ended up getting sort of spirited, but uh, nothing went crazy. But in some of these other groups, I see people, ah, you're an idiot. Some people will never be satisfied. What are you, a moron? We can't name it that. What are you, a moron? Why would you not name it that? It happens all the time. And people kind of like, you know, almost like the politics. That's, you got to add that to the list. Do not discuss religion, politics, or cruising at the dinner table this, this Christmas season. But uh, I put my opinion out there. It never got crazy in our group because we got normal people. The Cones are a very mild-mannered, well-educated, well-spoken, uh, control of their emo- con- in control of their emotions group. So kudos to you, Cones. We can we can touch on those topics and not have it ruin our relationships, right? Um, so either way, I I just made an announcement. This was my opinion, and I was over it. This is how I feel. If you like the name Mardi Gras, uh, kudos to you. Good for you. You know what? I'm happy that you're happy. And uh, the fact that the name of the ship is Mardi Gras would it would I would I not sail on the ship? Absolutely not. That's insane. I don't know. It's like fifty fifty. Uh, anyway, getting back on topic. In addition to stepping it up with all sorts of new ships, Carnival announced that it will be delivering the first ever roller coaster at sea. Now, come on, man. You cannot knock this. Of course, it's going to be met with some controversy again, because if you can count on the sun coming up, you can, you know, you can count on controversy. If you can count on it's just as sure as Norwegian is going to raise its gratuities by 36 cents every three weeks, you can count on some controversy. Just as sure as Royal Caribbean's website is going to go down for maintenance every five days, you can guarantee that there's going to be some controversy. And just as sure as the cruise dudes fumbling through their next read you can count on the cruise community fighting over some new innovations that are brought to the table. <laughs> Shout out to the cruise dudes. I love the cruise dudes. I'm just kidding you guys. These guys, if you haven't listened to the cruise dudes, you got to check them out. They're a podcast. These two maniacs from California. When I say maniacs, I say it in the best way possible. Have this show. Uh, I think they've been doing it longer than me. Uh, and uh, it's it's just an entertaining show from start to finish. These guys play off each other. They're wacky as hell. And uh, I do not miss an episode of The Cruise Dudes, and neither should you. Shout out to the Sea Wind magazine as well. We roast the ones we love. But yeah, those reads are funny sometimes when they're interrupting each other. And some of my favorite segments of The Cruise Dudes episodes is when they start reading out loud to each other. Now, I look at it like this. I have no problem with you making an area loud. And this is going to be the controversy with these roller coasters. I have no problem with you making certain areas loud or noisy, just as long as you have an area where it's not that. And they do. They have the serenity deck. The argument that I would have is, how are you going to keep this thing going if you have trouble keeping the sky ride operational? The noise thing, I wouldn't be so concerned about. Like, you're going to have to pay attention to that, I guess. Yeah, roller coasters, aside from the uh, grinding 
of the of the actual piece of equipment itself, you get a lot of screams. You know what I mean? So you're hearing the screams, but I think it's a little bit more towards aft. If you look at the Skyride, you see that it's aft, and you don't necessarily, even if people were screaming from the Skyride, I don't think it would necessarily affect the Lido deck so much. And if it's not going to affect the Lido deck, sure enough, if you really want quiet and sanctitude, you have, you know, the Serenity deck. So check that out. So I don't really think it's going to be much of an issue. Um, It's going to race around the upper decks, and it actually looks like it's going to go around that famed carnival funnel. It's going to give you like an up-close view where you can feel like, oh, you could almost reach out and touch that funnel, which is really, really cool. Makes me think of something. You know, Disney... You know, Disney, don't don't worry about it. You don't have to charge. You don't have to uh, pay me for this. There's no charge for this idea. But uh, speaking of funnels, and you know, one thing about Carnival and what you love about Carnival is that you can never not know it's a Carnival ship simply from that funnel. Sometimes when it's Royal Caribbean versus um, you know some of the Norwegian ships or anything like that, you know, seasoned cruisers know. But some of the uh, you know, the, the, the amateur or maybe some of the novice cruisers may not immediately be able to recognize one car, uh, one cruise brand name from the other based on just the shape of the ship, Which, but you can't miss that carnival. That red, white, and blue funnel is unmistakable, and that's good for them. So I was thinking maybe Disney should do the same thing. What I would do, Disney, here's, here's, here's what it is. And again, no charge for this whatsoever. You're going to have Mickey, Donald, Goofy, and let's say mini snow white whoever else you know what i mean you want to you want to make sure it's diverse you know what i mean you want diversity up there you want a mouse you want a duck you want a guy you want a girl very very important you can't mess around with that and then you basically have the emissions shooting out of their ears on each side and then basically you're going to achieve what carnival achieved in having that that absolutely recognizable unmistakable funnel up there and uh you know Take it from there, and away we go. No? not You don't think so? Maybe not? All right. Well, listen. Okay, back to Carnival. So this uh, this roller coaster is going to be called the Bolt Sea Coaster, and it was designed by Maurer 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 Rides, M-A-U-R-E-R. Maurer. 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 I am a moron. Sorry. Uh, so this is a uh, Mara rides out of Munich. Oh, okay. So it's German. That explains how they're going to make sure that it doesn't break down and it's going to function properly the whole time. Um, if you want anything to be designed and constructed properly, you got to call the Germans, right? Do you ever see that movie, The Right Stuff? <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson at the time, he's a character in the movie, and he was a senator at the time. He expressed concern that all the best scientists were taken. Now, they're trying to work on their space program. They're trying to build nuclear weapons. So uh, they were. Con- Lyndon B. Johnson expressed his concern that Russia took over Berlin, and he was like, okay, well, that's a problem because now Russia's got all these Germans. And, uh, you know, we were working with the Germans before that on things like the space race and the development of the atom bomb and nuclear technology. And uh, when he dis- uh, discussed his concern with one of the scientists, the scientists from America responded, don't worry, Senator, I assure you, our Germans are better than their Germans, because I guess we had been 
working with the Germans prior to Russia taking over Berlin. So anyway, this thing's going to shoot around at almost 200 feet above sea level, and it's going to hit speeds topping out at around 40 miles per hour, which may not seem that fast, but I have a feeling it will feel very fast on a moving cruise ship. Carnival says their initial plan is to try to make their roller coaster free and that any fee added would be implemented simply to help manage the demand. And now we all know with that announcement that there will absolutely be a charge at some point for this roller coaster. Um, I mean, I don't know. They could do it like they manage the demand for late night pizza, just slow everything down, slow the boarding down, boarding process down. Slow down the coaster, make it not available. Aside from very small window, that that in fact, I'm a, that's in touch on something there. That's the one thing I hate. That drives me nuts. If I was going back to things about cruising and you know the cruising purge, that's one thing that really does make me mad about cruising. All these features and bells and whistles and complicated attractions and rides and cool new technologies. I don't like how small of a window a lot of them are available for. You go in and you you know you gotta yeah you got if you read the uh, cruise compass and that goes back to Dan Tan's uh, Dan Dan his um, advice when you're cruising education first then participation so you educate yourself you know what's going on you know what's available to you you know what time it is and yeah that's important but. Not everybody knows that when you're first getting on your first cruise. Not everybody does that. Not everybody, you know, has their eyes glued to the cruise compass or the freestyle daily, and they don't know exactly what's going on when. And you know what? If you don't, sometimes you'll miss a lot of these really, really cool attractions. So I just wish if you have a really cool attraction on board, make it available. You know, don't have it break down. Make sure there's a maintenance team and and have it available for as much of the cruise as possible. Uh, uh, In fact, I'm actually reading right now that, the rider will be able to control their own speed on this roller coaster, which is interesting. I've ridden those things where they're like an alpine roller coaster. I've done one in Jamaica and I've done one on uh, Labadee. And that speed that comes from the roller coaster is generated by gravity. You're basically going down a mountain in some way, shape, or form, and you have control of the speed by braking at your disposable, when at disposal. Whenever you want to brake, you can brake. Uh, but I haven't seen it where it's an actually electrical roller coaster and you can basically control your speed either way electrical speed control seems like a really really cool idea and whether it ends up being a an awesome attraction or or it ends up being gimmicky or it ends up being something that continues to break down and more kind of like a good idea on paper than it is in in practice either way i'm gonna say carnival i give you a lot of credit and kudos to carnival for doing something that's very very innovative and uh you know it's not just about Royal Caribbean anymore taking things to the new level, and Royal and Norwegian too, with the with the you know the uh, laser tag and the go karts and stuff like that. But Royal Caribbean has always been kind of like at that forefront of doing things that oh my gosh, can if you can imagine it, we'll do it. Carnival getting into that game as well a little bit here, so I give a lot of credit to them. Crack on them a lot, but at the same time, you know, like I said, we roast the ones we love, and uh, <clears throat> I love Carnival, so kudos to Carnival for that. All right, so we got some more cool news coming from Carnival as well. Uh, For the first time ever, they're going to do a little home porting in San Francisco. Man, that's a city I've never been to, but it's very, very close to my, I guess, imaginary ideal world. I always wanted to go there. You guys know I don't fly too much, if ever, at all nowadays. And, uh, you know, what it is is my grandfather, you know, was one of my favorite human beings ever on the planet. 
I mean, this guy just did a lot for me. He took we he was the man. Let's just leave it at that. But um, how I became a 49er fan was, you know, I was probably about five or six years old, and he came home. He was a 49er fan, and how he became a 49er fan, he was in the Korean War. And when he came back from the Korean War, there was he stopped over in San Francisco, fell in love with the city, and just lived there for I don't even at this point I don't even know year, couple of years, whatever it was, and he just loved it there. His name was Tommy Siragusa. <laughs> How great of a name is that, Tommy Siragusa? Um, he's obviously you know has passed on by now, but he. Fell in love with San Francisco, and he would come home, and forever he would sing. He would sing that song, and I would have to sing it with him. And it was, uh, was it? Um, I think it was Dean Martin. It was. Uh, I left my heart in San Francisco. Know the song by memory. I could sing it to you right now. I will spare you. But it was just, uh, you know, I'm not a West Coast guy at all. I don't. I spent probably about 48 hours total, and on anything coastal, I was out in. Santa Monica for about 48 hours once, and that was about it. I just went out there because I was living in Phoenix, and I went out there to say I was out there, and I haven't been back since. But, um, you know, there was just something about San Francisco that seemed a little kind of mystical to me, uh, and that was through my grandfather. So aside from the song, aside from having those images of the little cable cars climbing halfway to the stars, my grandfather one day when I was about five or six years old comes home with this bar mirror. It's like a mirror with like artwork on it. And it's a picture of Joe Montana, who was the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, throwing a football over the Golden Gate Bridge. And uh, from then on, I was like, okay, that's my city. That's my bridge. And that's my team, and that's my quarterback. I'm signed up. That's it. And I was just, you know, a 49er fan forever. Well, the 49ers kind of suck lately, so I kind of fell off a little bit. And the NFL is, you know, I've talked to you about my disenchantment with the NFL as I'm late as well. So not to say quite the same thing anymore, but at the same time, <clears throat> I still, something in me just wants to make it out to uh, San Francisco one day. I know we have some listeners out in San Francisco. Let me know. Should I do it? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Need the emails. Come on. Hit me up. Anyway, in 2020, the Carnival Miracle. Now, that's another. Damn, we're, going, we're getting nostalgic here. The Miracle, the one that started it all, my first ever ship. Uh, she will embark on cruises ranging from four days to 15 days to Alaska, Hawaii, and Mexico. And uh, this is going to mark the 19th North American home port that Carnival has operated out of. And in a statement, they said they are very proud of the fact that roughly half of the population is of the U.S. is within a five-hour drive of a Carnival home port. So, yeah, accessibility combined with the discount pricing will keep Carnival as the number one cruise line in the world for a long time or at least... They hope, and at least that's the way it seems. Let's just say they aren't—they aren't losing any sleep over Virgin Voyages, who you know apparently thinks they're going to come in and just set the cruise world on fire, and then they feel bad that they're going to change the game so much that they're going to have to change their model because of all the people that are going to come out of the woodwork copying them. Richard Branson, take a step back, take it easy. Let's go. Let's 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 crawl before we walk. I'm very very excited to see your cruise ship, sir. But uh. Let's let's see where it goes. Um, among Carnival's itineraries from San Francisco are a four-night Thursday to Monday weekend cruise to Ensenada, Mexico. There's going to be five and six-night cruises to Ensenada and Catalina Island. 
How you know? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna do the hack joke about Catalina again. I told you, I know nothing about the West Coast, but I do know about Catalina and their wine mixers over there, and San Diego. And they're gonna do ten night Alaska cruises to destinations such as Juneau, Skagway, and Icy Strait Point. And they'll do a special eleven night itinerary. Will also they'll offer that as well. And there'll also be a 15-night Hawaii cruise with stops in Maui, Honolulu, Hilo, Kona, and Kauai, as well as Ensenada. Wow. One of those ports are doing their own thing, huh? (laughs) All right, that's it for the cruise news, guys. Let's get into the main topic for the show. All right, guys. Sorry, this this is going to be short. This is going to be a short little segment here. And just want to talk about, hey, I want to say thank you to everybody, all the listeners. Man, I I wouldn't say it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag because there's no way I'm, you know, necessarily becoming the freaking anytime soon, the next Ryan Seacrest of cruise broadcasting. <laughs> but, it's, you know, so we're not necessarily setting the world on fire. But at the same time, this has been a slow-growing very, very, very strong and loyal community. The uh, cones have always be booked, and I really appreciate every single one of you guys from the bottom of my heart. I can't say it enough to speak into a microphone, and even if it was seven people, you know what I mean? If I had seven loyal listeners, to be able to just kind of speak into a microphone and know that, you know, you guys listen to what I say, you follow my advice, you interact with me, and I otherwise wouldn't, we otherwise wouldn't have kind of crossed paths or touched each other's lives. So I just want to thank, you know, the loyal listeners and the loyal followers of everything that are, that is always be booked. Um, I appreciate it. And I'm going to say something too, which is right now there's just above 600 members of the Always Be Booked Cruise uh, Facebook community. And, you know, there's anywhere from who knows how many listeners there are. I could, I still don't know how to read the reports, but it seems like it's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's ideally not even close or anywhere close to where it's going to be. I started this thing just, just over two years ago as definitely a hobby and as a way to fuel a travel agency that I was trying to put together. Along the way, this podcast has become a lot more important than the travel agency but at the same time uh you know it's it's still all of it has still kind of remained a hobby and a it was a hobby for a while because i had a job where i had to put a lot of time into it and then later in the last few months or several months it's also remained a hobby because of the fact that i uh hadn't had a job and had to try to find a job and piece the life back together and figure out some things you know, for the first time, and again, we're knocking on wood every single step of the way here. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but for right now, it at least looks a little bit like I am in a situation where I have the right mix of a good, decent, functional job coupled with the ability to have a decent amount enough time off to be able to do what I say I'm going to do with this freaking podcast and this whole project as a whole. So what I wanted to say was, you know, and guys, we'll talk about the Patreon. Please, everybody, don't get offended about the Patreon. I could use your help. This is um, it's time consuming. It's definitely time consuming, and it also requires a financial commitment from me. You know what I mean? I have to spend. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go into it. But let's just say there's expenses. Okay, so there's expenses to this. But again, 
who doesn't have a hobby hobby that they spend money on? So that's why I do things like, you know, ask for you to support me on Patreon. You know what I mean? Patreon.com slash always be booked. For $5, you get the satisfaction of knowing that you're supporting this show that you like that's otherwise free. And what I try to do is put another show up every single week. And like I said, I've tried to put a show up every other every week or so for the past, you know, however long I've been doing the Patreon thing. What I want to talk about now is where this thing is going, barring any, you know, other shoes dropping or anything like this. I shouldn't even say that because this is what's going to happen. How it's going to go down is 2019, I see to be a breakout year for Always Be Booked. I'm going to get my shit together. I am going to be more consistent. If there's one rule in podcasting, there's pretty much one rule in podcasting. And two years in, I still have not followed that rule. And that rule is have a show that comes out on a consistent, you know, at a consistent length on a consistent day and time. I still haven't figured that one out. So that's going to happen this next year coming up. There's going to be announcements of what the dates are and the times are and things like that. But you're going to get this podcast on every every single week. And it's going to come at you the same day at the same time every single week. So you can expect that. There's going to be a Patreon every single week. That's going to happen. There's going to be more YouTube content coming out. That's 100% going to happen as well. The Patreon is also going to be scheduled, by the way, as well. So you're going to know when the Patreon is coming out. So if you're on the fence with the Patreon and you're thinking about dropping off because you're not, you know, you're in it for the show and not as much for the support aspect of it, you're like, no, nah, I want my, I want my show, which I have no problem with. You, you, you know, if you signed up, if I'm telling you, you're going to get another show a week. You should get another show a week. But here we are at the very end of the year, 2019. That was my football jersey too in high school, guys. Um, we had different. <laughs> it was such a broke ass high school. We had different jerseys for home and away. My away number was 19. My home number was 40. Uh, my senior year, and uh, for, for baseball, I was 19 as well. So 2019. Hopefully, that's going to be the year. Hopefully, that's a little bit of uh, you know, some of the universe working together, and we're gonna put together. And always be booked product that you're going to absolutely love and ideally I'm going to be proud of. So you got the one show a week, set set day and time. You got the Patreon, show a week, set day and time. We're going to do, like I said, I did it the one time and it seemed to go over pretty well. We're going to do, and I'm leaning towards Wednesday, Facebook Live Cruise Deals. So for to ideally, again, you know what this is. Don't Don't get it twisted. This is going to be that particular show is going to be about promoting the travel agency end of it and i'm going to do my thing where i kind of like hunt deals down and look for the best five deals that i could find or five really really strong deals that i could look at and there'll be a theme five best deals you can get from norwegian right now five best deals you can get a year from today five best deals that are you know in europe right now so We'll come up with little themes, but there's going to be a little top five deals, and we're going to do it on Facebook Live, and it's going to be once a week. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be me saying the deals, and then we'll have a little interaction, a little Facebook back and forth, Facebook Live back and forth. You can answer, you can ask me questions about the deals, this and that. And ideally, you know what? You'll start using Always Be Booked as your travel agency as well. And yes, Don't make no mistake about it, guys. I would love to be able to do this and dedicate this full time. That would be the ideal thing that could happen we're not close to that yet you know what i'm saying so i'm not gonna ask i'm I'm gonna again i said it maybe like a year and a half ago i wanted to turn pro i did i stopped 
talking about being an amateur for the first probably 10 episodes, 20 episodes I did, I would always say, remember, guys, I am not a professional broadcaster. I'm doing my business. That's over. Now, I went to a different level and stopped talking like that. I stopped you know, making apologies for whatever lack of training or lack of formal training I have, broadcasting or whatever. We're going to another level. We're going to even more of a pro this next year. There's going to be consistency. There's going to be, the shows are going to be tighter. Now, some of you may uh, not like a lot of that. Some of you may be like, well, I like more of your offbeat style and your off, you know, irreverent humor and stories and things like that. There's still going to be that. It's still going to be in the in the mix 100%. But when I really go off the rails, that's going to be on the Patreon. Like when I really start talking about things, I may just have Patreon episodes where I don't even say the word cruise the whole time. But um, for the most part, the regular podcast is going to be a tightened up show. Uh, yes, we're going to go with a, we're going to go with merch. There's going to be T-shirts. Um, you know, there's going to be other types of merch too, and there's going to be another level to the Patreon as well. So. We're still in the planning stages with all of that, but uh, I just wanted to assure you that there is a ton of stuff to look forward to in 2019 for Always Be Booked, and the reason for that is simply, simply one, one thing, and it's you guys. You know what I mean? This could have been a hobby. It could have been fun. It could have been just something that I didn't take seriously, and I kind of just used it as an outlet to get away from my other job or whatever else, and uh, I probably still would be doing it. You know what I mean? I'd probably just... Uh, but because of the interest that has come at me and because of the level of um, listenership and participation and engagement that you guys have given me, I've become motivated to try to take it to an, another level, and that's where it's going to go. You know what? I'll say this too. You may like a lot of you, – you're going to like most of it. I know that. There may be some of it you don't like. You may I may offend you. I may – you know, start selling something. You're like, oh, here he goes. He's trying to sell this and make money. This is a little things you may not like. Oh, you know what? Another commercial about the travel agency. Yeah, I get it, Tommy. You sell cruises. That stuff may happen. You know, oh, he talked about politics again. You know, just roll with the punches, guys. Somebody said this show is an acquired taste. And, uh, you know, I want to, you know, I, 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 I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. You know, acquired taste seems like it's an insult and, and, and it's like, oh, you know, it takes a long time to get used to them. But the same thing on the same token, an acquired taste, once you acquire it, it's in there for good. You know what I mean? Whereas like, you know, something that you kind of like the first day and it's almost like on a superficial level. You know what? You could take that or leave that six months down the road. But if you spend a week listening and you acquire that taste, like a lot of those emails say, now I'm hooked. So hopefully that's the case. Hopefully we're going to get more Always Be Booked listeners. And one thing I would ask you guys, and don't forget, I will remember. You guys are the original cones. And, you know, not to talk like I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to go on some world tour and the whole thing's about to explode. I say it all with a grain of salt. But that's my intention. My intention is to blow this thing apart and blow it out of the water and go to a completely uh, another level with this whole project. And I say that to say that if that does happen, if I am lucky enough to have that happen, if it does, you know, don't think I'm not going to remember you guys, the originals who were there in the beginning and uh, created the foundation for this. And uh, you guys will be uh, forever known as the uh, the ones that are most dear to my heart. So thank you guys so much for the support. I want you guys to have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, boat drinks. For 2019. Thanks, guys.
We got some mistletoe Hung from the bow of the boat Stockings are filled with sunshine rays It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay There's lights up in every pond My soul like the sea is calm Tonight we're going to the boat parade It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay Everybody raise a glass with me right now To all of those up in the snow From all of us down south Tis the season for believing And faith and family Wish you were here with me Cleared out a place in the sand For Dancer and Prancer to land We saved a boat slip for Santa sleigh It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay Everybody raise a glass with me right now To all of those up in the snow down south Tis the season for believing in faith and family Wish you were here with me by the sea A little enough from drinking rum Christmas from Blue Chair Bay La 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 Lots of love, happy holidays to you From Blue Chair Bay Merry Christmas from Blue Chair Bay Merry Christmas, Collins.